to season five of One Day You'll Thank Me, a podcast for smart parents. I'm Dr. Tara Egan. And I'm Anna. I'm a mom, a therapist, a parent coach, and an author. And I'm a daughter and a kick-ass high school student. Each week, we'll discuss a different parenting topic. And we'll interview some amazing guest experts. Our goal is to provide an interesting informational resource for busy parents. While also offering the perspective of a teen. Stay tuned, everyone. Crushed it. Hello, welcome back to One Day You'll Thank Me. My name is Dr. Tara Egan. And I'm Anna. My teenage daughter. Yes. Season five is here. Woohoo. I know. I can't believe we've been doing this for so long. I know. It's exciting though. I know. I know. And we have a good episode today. It's a solo episode. Mm -hmm. And how we went about it is I interviewed Anna and I said, okay, we've been doing this for full seasons. You've seen all sorts of... Well, I guess heard more. Yeah. A bunch of guests who have parenting advice and suggestions and practical tips. And so I said, you know, tell me some takeaways. Like, tell me if you could list your top 10 parenting tips, like as a teenager. Right. What feels the most meaningful to you for parents? Right. Then you wrote down your answers. Yes. And some of them are more serious than others. And some I have experienced recently. So they're on your mind. Yeah. So when you say experience recently, you mean like I've really done a kick-ass job in oh, demonstrating these high quality for parents. Sure. That's <laughs> definitely, no, I've just seen really bad parents at my job. <laughs> just kidding. Kind of. Anyways, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have top 10. Yes. All right. So number one, Don't talk about your kid's weight. Yes. So is it just a weight thing? Is it bodies? Like, I mean, I would consider it bodies in general. I mean, everyone has a different body. And I feel like right now with like social media and our generation, we're doing a pretty good job at trying to accept, you know, body image and all body types. Yes. And I think that that's really important. And so when you're trying, when you're focusing on your kids weight or you're like micromanaging it it feels so demeaning and it hurts their self-esteem and i just just don't do it okay there's a difference between you know giving your kid a nice compliment because they're wearing a nice outfit but there's a difference between you know keep on commenting on oh my god you got thinner like thank god thank god or oh you've gained a few pounds like let's go to the gym okay you know like that's so shitty let's just clarify that i do not no 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 she does not no no i'm like your lashes look really good today yeah yeah exactly like totally yeah exactly all right so tell me number two number two don't expect your kids to be well behaved in a place that's meant for adults Even my job, I work at a movie theater. And yeah, sure, kids go to the movie theater. But like bringing your two-year-old to a 10.30 movie and like getting upset because they're, you know, tired and hopped up on sugar and at a place at 10.30 at night when, you know... They're probably, they're just two. Like, I don't know. Yes. Or at least not in an adult environment. I say the same thing about parents who bring their kid to a restaurant that's like loud and obnoxious. And like, I feel like that's just over the top for a little kid. Well, I think of also the really nice restaurants where you're supposed to have an initial course, maybe a glass of wine. And it's meant to be an experience that you sit there for two full hours or whatever it is. And 
I've seen parents be really frustrated with kids because they can't sit there. And then they're like saying sharp things or, you know, you need to sit up straight or the kid is just leaving their seat and running around. Right. And I always feel bad for the kid because that's not a kid thing. That's mm-hmm. an adult kid thing. there. Yeah. yeah. So I feel bad for him in that because you're not setting your kid up for success. Right. Exactly. No, totally. Tip number, number three. three, listen to your kid, you know. They don't always want you to like give them this really meaningful advice. Sometimes they just want someone to listen to. They like the other day when you were you weren't cooking dinner, but <laughs> maybe I was cooking dinner, and like just being able to talk to you, like e- like just simple things like that. Well, I was like, you had commented something about your manager, and then I was like, oh, I think you should look at it this way. Mm-hmm. And then you like, yeah, okay. And then you continued the conversation, and I was like, and let me tell you why you should look at yeah. this way. And finally, your mom. I just want to tell you the story. Yeah. Like I was like trying to make it into a learning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so sometimes it's good to listen and listening. Like, sure. You just want to talk, like listen to them about their day, but you know, sometimes it can be more meaningful conversations about, you know, how they're feeling or what's been going on in their life. And like, or sometimes it can be this totally like, you know, today I wasn't, my day wasn't great because Angela, stepped on my toe you know like it, it can just be things like that you can just be like oh honey i'm sorry or whatever but i don't know i just think it's a listening is so underrated and i think that we should think about it and appreciate it more well and i think too is if you let your kid chatter on because you you will you will right. definitely like explain more and share more if mm-hmm. I, if you don't you'll know on. more about their lives yeah if you don't go on like high alert because mm-hmm. the parent is like starting to ask questions or like are you sure that's a good idea right yeah and don't so, do that yeah so sometimes i get a lot more information when i just let you talk mm-hmm. and then if there's something i need to circle back on later mm-hmm. we can right so yeah. all right tip number four let your kids have a pet when i say that you know, if they're mature and they're able to do it, you don't want the the pet to die, you know? They got to they got to care for it well. Right. I don't even mean like they have to be the one who is feeding him every morning or making sure that they're going to regular vet visits or something, but I mean like they just treat it with respect. Yeah, respect and affection. Mm-hmm. So, there are some kids who are not interested in pets. They mm-hmm. would find them annoying. But I'm talking about the kids who want pets like i have found our pets to be so beneficial especially during covid when we were home for so long like they were my little friends and i love them so 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 much i think you think about the pets almost more than you think about everything else in your life i think that's true i mean they're such a big part of my life and i'm gonna literally fall apart when any of them passes away i don't even want to think about that it makes me so upset like i benefit from having pets so maybe maybe let have your let your kid have a pet too. Your brother is not as pet oriented, no. but I also think he does really like them. I agree. I think that he goes through phases where he really appreciates them, and then sometimes he's like, "Okay, yeah, I don't need you on my lap right now." You know, <laughs> stop throwing me your ball. <laughs> I think he he's okay when they're sleeping on his bed with mm-hmm. him and stuff like I that. I think he really likes the cats. Yeah, I think he's more of a cat person than a dog person. Yes. All right. Tip number five. Tip number five. Don't try to accomplish your personal goals through your kids. I see so many people or like my friends tell me about their families or whatever. And it's like their parents are trying to like 
undo their mistakes from their childhood through their kids. So if they weren't as popular in high school or they regret not playing football or whatever, and then they try to do it through their kids, but then their kids are miserable because they don't want to do it. Yeah, like it just makes fault. everyone upset because, you know, the kid isn't doing it as well as the parents want him to. The kid doesn't want to do it and feels pressure. Like it just doesn't seem like a good situation. I see kids in my work who feel very pressured if they had a parent who was like a top athlete or played mm-hmm. in college and they feel like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be a failure if I can't do the same thing. I sometimes feel that about you and my dad because you both have like doctorate degrees and you're very highly educated. And I think like, I know you're not going to be disappointed in me if I don't get a doctorate, but I also think there's some element of like education is important. Well, if it's just kind of what the standard is, because your uncle also has mm-hmm. a doctorate, you know, dad's brother, you have dad's sister has a master's. All my siblings have college and master's like mm-hmm. We are a a very educated family. Yeah. And so it could put pressure. And it's different now. Like now that I'm older, I have such a different perspective of what post-high school life should look like. Right. I think that I'm so much more comfortable. If you had asked me when I was 25 or 30, like, oh, do you think it's important that your kids go to college? I would have been like, absolutely. There's no other way. Mm -hmm. Now I see people who go a less traditional course absolutely really can accomplish so many things Mm -hmm. and i also think that college is a very different experience now because of the potential to have absolutely crushing debt Mm -hmm. and you know in my mid-40s and i just paid off my student loans now i have a doctorate so Mm -hmm. i mean i did a lot of school but i just think if you went and got a doctorate right now you know, as you go into college, you would probably owe three times the amount of money I owed mm-hmm. if you took loans. It took me till I was, you know, mid forties to pay it off. Like, what are you going to take till you're a hundred? You know? <laughs> right. And so I just, that scares me. I think that's a, re- there's a very different reality right now for mm-hmm. kids going to college. And so it's just made me really open my eyes. And then I see all these things where like when I advertise to get marketing support for my business, it was like all these people who had marketing degrees are interested in working part-time for me at a really entry-level salary amount. Mm-hmm. I think you have you have a, a college degree and you have experience and some of them even had masters and they're mm-hmm. coming and I'm like, oh, I'll pay, you know, $18 an hour. And they're like, right. please hire me. And I'm like, okay, this is not fair. Right. Like they probably have $60,000 in debt. And they're coming and going to try to work for me part-time for $18 an hour. Like, right. that just makes my heart hurt. Right. So, anyway, college, I know that's not exactly kind of what got you off, were talking yeah. about. But I just think of that in particular when it comes to, like, educational goals. Yeah. All right. Number six. Try to understand that your kids will make mistakes and let them learn from them. I can tell you right now, especially with driving, not that I make, like, mistakes, but especially when I was learning to drive, like, you know, you learn from your mistakes. That's, that's, you know, the most basic quote. And letting your kids find those mistakes and make them is really important. I mean, especially with me going into high school and having different social interactions and meeting different people at my work. And like, not that I'm like, I don't know. Well, Help me I out. Think, okay. So one of the things is, is I think some of the mistakes you're talking about are like, 
live and learn like, okay, you didn't study for a test, so you didn't do well on right. it. Or you didn't plan out your time, and so you didn't get to do something you wanted to do. We're not talking about let your kids try cocaine. Right, yes. You know, or like, let's let your kids see what the natural consequences of having sexual partners without birth control. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just talking about like, they make a mistake socially. Right, or like... They woke up late and they're late to school and they missed their test and now they have to stay after school to make it up. Mm-hmm. They learned to get a zero. Right. They learned to wake up early and make sure their alarms are on or, or you know, just things like that. Money. Like they're probably at least if this was my experience and I woke up late and I missed a test or whatever and I'd stay after. Like I'm already beating myself up enough about it. I don't need you coming down hard on me when I already now missed a test. Now I have to make it up. Now I have to find time. Now I need to study. And apologize to the teacher, probably. Right, definitely. You have to work with the teacher to hopefully let they'll let me, you know, make it up. Yeah. Like, it just don't add pressure onto them when they already know their mistake. Well, and I think sometimes I'll say to you guys, like, if you a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, you left your lunch at home. Mm-hmm. And I actually couldn't bring it to you. Right. Like, I couldn't leave work. It's too, Your school's pretty far away. But... I was very sympathetic because I it's it sucks. It sucks when you miss bringing something that you need from home. I wasn't like, oh, Anna, come on, get yourself together. Because you don't do that very often Mm -mm. where you or the other day. Remember, you went to the store and you didn't bring your debit card Mm -hmm. and I had to go and bring it to you. And there was part of me that was like annoyed. Mm -hmm. But then there was I was like, gosh, she just never does this. She's never going to do it again. And this was a low stakes thing. And then Mm -hmm. I was just around the corner and I could bring it to you. And it was also like I didn't lose my card. I just left it at home. Right. Things like that, like if I had been super irritable about it, like you already felt bad calling me and yes, telling me. Yes, it was embarrassing in the store to have to get out of line. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. Now, if it was happening all the time and you just expected me to bail you out, I would be like, well, you're just going to have to put this stuff back on the shelf and not buy it today. Right. But I think that it's important for parents to recognize, especially if it's a first time that they've made the mistake or it's, there's really long periods of time in between. Mm-hmm. So in, you know, invariably I on occasion will leave, I have a set of keys for my office and I sometimes leave it on my desk in my office. Mm-hmm. And then when I leave, I lock the door. So the keys are inside the office. Mm-hmm. So I have to go in through my, like the people next door and they have the key and they can like open my office. It's probably, I think I've been there three years. It's probably happened maybe four times. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, this mistake happens. And then I do a good job of not doing it again for six or nine months. And you learn. Mm -hmm. So I just think that recognize when your kid feels bad enough. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. Number seven, encourage your kids to get a job because, you know, oh, and let them quit if it just doesn't work and let them find another job because, you know, not every job is going to fit, especially if you're a parent who has had, you know, multiple job experiences. Like, you know what it's like to have a boss you don't like or to have coworkers. And this is a part-time job as a high schooler, you know, it's nothing serious. So I think that's really important. I have learned so much from my job. I've benefited greatly from it. I, I can't even tell we did you. That whole yeah, exactly. Like it. That was like our final episode last season talking oh, about yeah. the pros and cons. Right, right, right. So I just, I think it's a great idea. I like all of my friends who have jobs, they are so grateful for it. Like, and my friends who don't have jobs, it's not necessarily that they're like begging to get a job or anything, but they can definitely see the benefits 
of having a job versus not having a job, you know? Well, and some kids don't exactly know what they're missing because some of my clients at least will be like, Ugh, I don't want to get a job. That's like more I'd have to do. And I mm-hmm. have to do some unpleasant task because of course it's some sort of entry level. Right. But I mean, when you come home from your job, you never once mention like, Oh, I had to empty a bunch of gross garbage cans. Like you talk about the funny things your manager said mm-hmm. or a the customer funny customer. Kind, yeah. And meeting new people and mm-hmm. earning the money. You know, yeah. Like you got your paycheck, I think today. And you were like, Oh, I earned some nice money. And yeah. like, you felt good about yourself. You're not actually focusing on the unpleasant parts. No, but I had a friend yesterday, actually, where all of our like our whole friend group has jobs and they don't. And so we were all working and he ended up going to a movie by himself because everyone else was working and yeah. had stuff to do. But I don't know, I just I, I really think it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And we recognize that not everybody can get a job because they can't find a way to get there or they have a tight schedule with competitive sport or something like that. Mm -hmm. But even just a summer job, if that works for you, just give it a try. That's all I'm saying. Number eight, let your kids have some alone time and understand that they need to decompress. So, I mean, I'm kind of introverted. I would consider myself Mm -hmm. an introvert. And I thrive when I just have some alone time. I think you 100% do. You literally took a nap before we did this. (laughs) But so just understanding, especially after a long day of school, that it's okay if they just want to go up to their room for a few hours. A few hours? Yeah. Like until dinner time. Oh, okay. I get that. Just that you get home at dinner time almost. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it depends. If we sometimes like we, we don't, don't eat you until only like have eight. a few hours between when you get home from school and bedtime. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'm thinking a while. You right. Know? Like for some kids, depending on what's happening in their family life, I think an hour mm-hmm. would be like great for them just to have an hour downtime. And then if it's time for dinner or they need to, you know, get moving on a chore or maybe they have an extracurricular activity or right. all of that. But I agree. I think that. There are like some peace and quiet is nice. And I think everyone benefits from that from time to time. So I just think understanding and giving them some space is always essential, especially for older kids. I think, too, that if you can do that with your kids, it's also going to be helpful when you as the parent have that same need. Right. So you definitely, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to go upstairs and get some downtime. But I also will say it too. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you're like, what? You're not going to tend to me all the time, mom? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm going to go read my book for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, like you get it because you're like that too. Yeah. And then I get downtime at the same time. Yeah. The only thing I want to say to that is downtime usually means that the kid maybe goes up to the room and kind of does a preferred activity. You know, some kids, their downtime is to take a little nap or to draw in their journal. But other kids, they think downtime is like all tech time. Oh, yeah. So their downtown is like, I'm going to go up and play a violent video game with a whole bunch of my friends Mm -hmm. versus like recharging time. Right. So I guess I don't want to have parents assume that, like, I guess you have to talk to your kid about what downtime means. Like, how yeah. in your family do you define that? Because we definitely define it as, like, more quiet time. Mm-hmm. And I think you do look at your phone or you'll watch a show or something like that. But it's – and I think your brother has downtime where he, like, wants to go watch TV on his own or he will – He really likes sitting in the family room and watching TV just, like – by himself and watching a show that he prefers yeah Yeah. he usually does that because we go 
your stepdad and I will go upstairs and then he mm-hmm. wants to stay up an extra like 45 minutes and just and just watch what he prefers, whether it's something on YouTube because he likes all those golf videos. Yeah. He watches a lot of golf and it's not really a family. Right. No one else wants no to one watch else golf. Wants to watch golf. So he will stay up and watch mm-hmm. golf. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So downtime, decompress time. Yes. All right. Number nine, let your kids express their true self. So that could mean gender fluidity. It could mean that they take an interest in a hobby that you don't really understand or doesn't really make sense to you. It means that they could just dress differently in general. It could just, just let them express who they are. Don't make them be quote unquote normal. I, one of my, like, I know a kid at school who he was telling me the other day about how he, he dresses very like goth kind of and all black and wears a little bit of like eye makeup and whatever like he do he can do whatever he wants and he was telling me how he doesn't dress like that at home because he's nervous about how his family would react and if they would be accepting and i think especially families there you're not like they should be your backup they should be on your team and so i think it's really important that you let your kid be who they should like who they their true self yeah mm-hmm. i remember this is a really small example but when you guys were smaller like i would say your brother was maybe eight maybe seven it was really in for boys boys started wearing skinny jeans oh yeah and he looks fantastic in them and he we went to i think old navy and he picks them out in like different colors and then when he went to his dad's house his dad did not like them so then he had to leave him at my house and he could only wear them when he was at my house Mm -hmm. and i remember like my heart hurting for him that First of all, it wasn't even weird. Like right. all the kids were wearing them. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like he was doing something out of the norm. But I just remember that he had like clothes he felt fit him, mm-hmm. his style. And he was so young. So right. he really wasn't super into any particular style completely. And then now he dresses in a way that is very athletic. Yeah. Very there's no laid back. I just think like, I do think it's his true self, but I'm just like, what had he been encouraged encouraged back then mm-hmm. like he doesn't he won't even buy jeans anymore yeah and i don't know if it's just if that's that experience or he really just doesn't feel like jeans are his thing i have no idea but i just remember and that's such a small example because it's not like he was you know part of the lgbt community mm-hmm. and he wasn't being accepted which would be obviously a much bigger hurt mm-hmm. but it was just a small thing that you know yeah. divided the version of, that was at his dad's and the version that was at with me. Mm-hmm. Such a bummer. Such a bummer. Yeah. All right. And the last number 10, make sure your kids have balance, you know, school, friends, family, downtime, just, it doesn't even need to be like, you know, you need to have the best school always and blah, blah, blah. Like just make sure that they have a nice balance between, you know, studying so hard that they're so overwhelmed all the time and totally anxious and never have any friends and never have a time to go and get a pizza or where they're spending so much time out of the house that they don't have time to spend time with their family or connect with other people outside of their friend group. And I don't know, I feel like a balance is really important to like, you know, feel good about yourself and have like a healthy mindset. So I think that's important. Hmm. I feel like that's something that you've I've learned recently. Yeah. And I think it's something we've talked about a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. about having 
kids be able to really have connection with each portion of their life. And teenagers, it can be really tempting to have them only be involved with their friends and Mm -hmm. have their friends be like pretty much their sole influence where they, yeah, they go to school. I mean, they physically go to school and maybe they do their schoolwork appropriately enough, but then, you know, I'll hear parents say, oh, well, you know, he hasn't been home for dinner in two weeks. Or, yeah, she's spending the night at her friend's house and we haven't seen her since Tuesday. And I just think like, okay, that doesn't feel like balance to me because you've gone several days and not seen your kid. Right. Like, have you even checked in with them? Yeah. And like, do you know what they're doing or who they're spending time with or what cars they're riding in or whatever, you know, just kind of what is going on in their life that could be great or could be stressful or some kids will only come home if there's a, like, I need to go to the dentist, right? <laughs> you know, or something yeah. like that. And they, they're not doing, they're not hanging out with their dog. They're not Connecting. Um, having dinner with their family. And mm-hmm. they just feel like, what, there isn't a good reason for me to be hanging out with you guys. Like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I think if you allow your kids to have that mindset versus saying, okay, this is what we've got going on this weekend. That's kind of like a family thing. Like we're going to go over your grandparents or your cousins are going to come over for dinner, or we're going to work on this project, or we're all going to go to this movie, like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I feel like we try to talk about on the weekend, like what is something we expect you to be at? Mm -hmm. And then what do we have? Yeah. Time to do whatever we want. Right. And your your brother might be like, well, I want to go to Carowinds with my friends. And you might say, oh, I want to go out to dinner with my friends. Mm-hmm. And that's all fine. Like, those aren't no's. But that, hey, we're, we're all having dinner together on Sunday, you know? Yeah. And I just think, and, and I'll say, you know, I want you to come home and make sure your laundry's done. And I feel like communication is a big part of this, too. It's mm-hmm. just making sure you're connected. Yeah. Yeah. Especially from a younger age, like you've known this expectation all along. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like you a big surprise. And then I'm like, you need to come back. And Cause that would be so stressful. Yeah. So be like always anxious that you're going to randomly text me and be like, get your ass home now. You know, no, that's not me. That was, I always tell you, like, just tell me what right. your plans are. I want to know what you're Which doing. Which is great. Like, I think that's great. I love that we do that. Yeah. Last night you stayed out late. Yeah. But then today I was like, hey, we're going to podcast. Mm-hmm. We got our nails we done got together. Our nails done. You had to do some chores. Mm-hmm. And then you spent time with your, your dad's side of the family. Like you've had a really family day. Mm-hmm. And it's now 730 at night and you're about to get together with some friends. Yeah. So, all right. So what I love about this is I kind of interviewed you and prompted you to tell me 10 things. And mm-hmm. I love that you were actually able to come up with them pretty quickly. Yeah. I have a feeling you're going to lay down and be like, oh, I should have said this. One. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Because you can always do a part two. Yes. That's a good idea. Tune in. If you if you got a teen, this is straight from a teen's mouth. Yeah. So. Or if, you, if your teen has any other tips they would like to share, feel free. Yeah. Have them listen to this episode and then ask them, what tips would you have? As an audience member, you know, ask your teen, what would they, what would they change about this list? What would they agree with? Right. And so it could be a source of a good conversation between parent and child. Absolutely. All right. Good job, girl. Yeah, this is a good episode. Yeah. All right. So season five, this is our first episode, season premiere episode. Yes. We have some fantastic guests coming up. Woohoo. And we're going to do some additional solo episodes. I think we're going to have to see how it turns out as far as how involved, Anna, you are in this season because you are still at the end of the school year. Right. And then in the summertime, I think you're going to be able to be more consistent with solos and interviews. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
So we'll probably have, it'll probably be a little bit in and out. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you audience for listening. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure that you stop by and leave us a review on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if there's any topics that you want to discuss, let us know. Let us know. Mm -hmm. All right. Stay tuned, everyone. Love you, mom. Love you too, sweetie.